Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Women's Environmental Network podcast, Women We Salute. I'm Izzy and I'm here with Shira. Hello. And Shahida. Hey. The Women's Environmental Network is a charity that was founded in 1988. They were founded by pioneers of the environmental justice movement. So they noticed that um, most environmental campaigning and all these charities were run by men. And the angles that these charities were focusing on were not being inclusive of gender and other races and they weren't really focusing on the right ways to do things. So when came along and they called for a different way of thinking about and acting on environmental issues. And their voices are what we work for today. So we work in communities to get women involved in environmental action and also look at environmental issues in a different way, looking at that from an intersectional gender perspective and trying to include everyone in the environmental network because the environment is for everyone. Shara and Shahida were WEN's first interns in their new leadership programme, developing feminist leadership for emerging environmental change makers in Tower Hamlets, which is a bit of a mouthful. So mm-hmm. welcome, guys. Thanks Thank for having you. us, Izzy. You guys are were you were the first people to try this internship program out, and how how did you find it? Did you enjoy it? Very much so. Um, it's been a really inspiring ten weeks for, for me to meet other educators, um, volunteers, and other women from Tower Hamlets who are making great strides and changes and working towards um, a brighter and greener Tower Hamlets. Mm. Yeah, definitely. It was really important actually to discover them. Um, and I mean, we've we've kind of had links working with them with the farm because I work at Spitalfield City Farm, so we um, we kind of liaise with with them with um, projects, gardening projects, and things like that um, through Green Care. Um, um, so so it was great. We you know that actually I could uh, you know I just wondered actually what we would be like to work with when as well directly. Like literally two weeks before that, I was like, oh, I wonder what it would be like. And then this internship came up online and. I thought, oh, okay. Well, there you go. That's a, uh, that's you know, it's calling me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Got so your I name just, on it. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of um, went for it, and it was, yeah, it was definitely, definitely worth the whole ten weeks. It was great. Yeah, it was really good. Have you been involved in any sort of environmental projects before? What have you been up to? Um, so I think being South Asian, you are always green fingered. You're always interested in food. I can speak for myself and my family. Um, you're, you know, you're always growing things. Whether you work and live in a big tower block, you, you're always growing chilies on your balcony, on your doorstep, whatever small space you have. You have runner beans and things going up. For me, I, I worked in a school, um, and they needed support after school. I worked with Cassie Liversbridge, um, a community gardener who'd come into schools to help children learn about where their food comes from. And one day that staff member who supports that program wasn't there and they asked me to help out. And my goodness, that changed my whole perspective of what I wanted to do. Again, I was needed to cover and go on a school trip to Sewin Centre in Tower Hamlet Cemetery Park. Um, Some of the adults didn't want to go because they didn't want to touch the invertebrates and get mucky and dirty. I absolutely loved it. (laughs) And I thought, you know what, I want to do more of this. So I applied for a job at Spitalfield City Farm as an educator there to work with school groups and teachers and to sort of learn about food and farming practices. Um, Enjoyed it so, so much. I wanted to do more of it. I got a job at Ecoactive. So it's an environmental charity. We work on lots of different projects. Um, So I manage the loads of different projects, forest school projects. We go and talk to residents, teachers, community groups about community gardening, how to set up their spaces, but sort of consulting with people to see what kind of changes they want to make. Um, so a number range of topics we talk about food waste, textiles waste, air pollution um, 
And then the WEN internship was on our doorstep. So I live quite close to WEN's office and we thought, what a fantastic opportunity. And I think there are lots of community gardens in Tower Hamlets and everywhere. So I joined one six years ago and it sort of changed my whole perspective on community cohesion, people coming together, talking to neighbours that you wouldn't necessarily talk with otherwise, um, making food together, doing big community cook-ups and using that surplus food and giving it away to people. I, I knew from then on I just wanted to sort of work with people in that sort of environment, sort of in, not too much inside the office, but with people, using my hands, learning from other stories and cultures. Um, so community development and environmental work, it all goes together, doesn't it? So I've not looked back. It's a big story to follow, to, to can handle it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think you've just described everything, literally, that we, we kind of shared at, at the workplaces that we do, because obviously, Shara, you were at Spitalfields as well, so it's kind of like you explained about how it, we are all just, you know, innately green-fingered somehow because we do we this urge to kind of grow our own food. And, and especially, I think, so my claim to fame is kind of having grown 50 tomatoes on my balcony when I went for the interview for Spitalfields, and that's Whoa. kind of doing the urban that's thing. <laughs> but that's, like, that's to amazing. me, it was just an experiment, you know, trying to kind of go, OK, let's see what we can grow. And then um, that got me a, a, the best job in the world, <laughs> growing food at Spitalfields. Um, and so we, um, I'm, I've kind of um, been employed to also work with Coriander Club, which is a kind of now, I don't know how you'd call it, it's a organisation on its own, isn't it? It's been going for 20 years and um, it was co-founded, it was founded, sorry, by Lutfan Hussein, who's been gardening there for, it'll be 20 years next year. And, um, and so she kind of, the idea was to bring uh, Bangladeshi women to the farm, isolated women who normally wouldn't come out of their homes to come and experience what it's like to uh you know garden outside of their homes and learn more about gardening um also i mean you know it's a very unique Lutheran story because you know she talks she'll tell you herself about how important it is for um Bangladeshi community to eat their own food from food that they used to grow back home which basically you can't grow in this country always but now you know, we've acclimatized to the soil, our seeds, sovereign, you know, having saved our own seeds, we've managed to um, acclimatize the seeds to grow to, to Brit on British soil. So we can actually grow vegetables now that we wouldn't normally be able to grow in this country. So, you know, um, so if you come to our farm, you'll be able to see an array of different vegetables that are, you know, are Bangladeshi vegetables that now we have regular, um, you know, we get hounded actually by people <laughs> because we have so, you know, we have uh, such a great variety of things that we do grow and um, and people are very hungry for, for all of it. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> we, yeah, we just can't keep up with the harvesting. Um, so, yeah. so where, where's that um, where's that Coriander Club going? It's um, basically, we're based in um, Buxton, on Buxton Street, just off Brick Lane. So okay. it's on just behind Brick Lane. It's, we're a bit hidden away and mm. it's known as a little oasis in London, basically. So we have, wow. you know, um, but we have like two huge polytunnels and we grow vegetables the size of like my height, which is about <laughs> five two. So like, you know, and it's called a bit bottle gourd and people from all over the, you know, the country come to visit and um and and, and, and see the vegetables so um yeah it, it all comes with the fame a little bit of fame <laughs> <laughs> and how are you handling that fame well, yeah we, has, we, has we, it gone we, to your head um not to our head but it's it's quite it can be quite, yeah yeah <laughs> fan me down um it's um 
Yeah, no, it, it, it can be quite overwhelming sometimes, but it's uh, it's great. I mean, you know, essentially we're there, we're, we're growing food with volunteers and, and we're working with the community and I've completely gone back to my roots in a way as well because I've not, you know, I've, you know, I've not been able to use my language as extensively as I have now, which is I'm so grateful for because it's um, it's really brought me so much closer, and I'm, I'm you know, because even like this generation of you know my friends or you know my daughter, I don't actually speak Bangla, and it's really it saddens me because I you know I miss it so much. You know, it, it, there's there's this closeness that you have with the language, and it's I can't really describe it, but it, yeah, I, I I want to keep it up so. The, the way the best way and I feel like I can speak so much more fluently now than, than I used to be able to so yeah I'm really I'm really happy to be to be in, in, in you know in such a diverse community and working with with my people basically so that sounds amazing getting so many sort of benefits from something that yeah. you thought was only about growing and it's yeah, actually about yeah. so everything yeah. yeah so you guys you've so you've had a little bit of you've forayed into sort of environmental things and then you've done you've applied for the WEN internship and you got it so congratulations and it's now finished is that correct yeah yeah, yeah we were the first batch um yeah interns, yeah and then you're are you still and you're still volunteering for them is that right yes um so the 10 weeks are up but we I we me and Shahida both said look 10 weeks may be up but we still want to be in touch mm-hmm. um and sort of serve our community and and help when do their local projects so whenever there is a they have quarterly forums they have film screenings they go out to universities to do seminars and talks and whenever they need volunteers will come along and so because of that lots of invitations have come along to go to um, we went to Coventry University didn't we to mm-hmm. do the NUS summit I think we went to and the schools feminism feminism in schools conference to talk to lots of secondary school age children was a highlight mm-hmm. quite recently so still very much in touch cool so um on your internship did you undertake a particular project what was your main focus for each of you when you were doing the internship what was the the beauty one we did um Is it fruit fruity beauty fruity beauty but we kind of we made a video uh, we were, we were both asked because Shara has more more of these technical skills than I do, but <laughs> we were asked. True. <laughs> it's true. And um, so yeah, so we made a little like documentary, and we t- we basically did like a vox box on the streets and asked people what kind of beauty products they use, and um, if they knew the environmental impacts and whether they would you know convert to using making their own beauty products and um so um shara very skillfully did a nice uh, <laughs> video or shots of um people in the street and then like did a like a little quick fast forward makeup of things that are that we currently use and um and it was really interesting actually because people were so honest we were we were blown away we, and 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 now and again like loads of people were really really honest about you know what, what what's out there like the idea of um kind of suggesting that you make your own was really really good because you nowadays you can like you know you've got you, you know you're really good at making lip balms aren't you sorry <laughs> right you're, you've got a um yes yes go on <laughs> you make so many good things too um like like Shahisa said um the opportunities were there to sort of come in and use your own skill sets or um and they were sort of it was quite open really open to come and choose the projects that you want to work on whether that was leadership marketing um or or to go and do some food growing skills so it's quite open um and quite inclusive so there there'd be meetings that we can sort of get involved in and just um and join in and give our own inputs um 
So Limburger Gardens was one of my highlights. Uh, we, me and Shahida both went out to and helped residents in Poplar and Bow with their food growing and gardening workshops. So we took along some herbs and learned some stories with, from people finding out how, how the project had come about. It was really good to see because I'd heard about it for the last six months and read the newsletters and seen it advertised, but to physically be on the ground and see how that garden had just pop up. You know, Poplar and Bow are there are lots of tall rises and highways and lots of pet pollution so it was really lovely to see yeah. a mixture of people come and grow their food um, and also the feminism in schools conferences we went along to a couple of workshops Ophelia conference and and sort of seeing people face to face and hearing some of the work they do from international charities and 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 being part of those conversations and in dialogue was was really inspiring so a number of projects we, we got involved with and, and yeah still carry on with cool how do you think you've sort of changed and uh, made a difference? I think um, the initial impact for me is probably because, you know, I um, directly, I think the direct impact is I've got a daughter who, who needs the right information and I want to be able to give her the right information because I, growing up as a young Bangladeshi girl in, in Tahamlet, there's certain things you don't talk about. You know, even now, like things are taboo, you know, like menstruation and things like that. And having been exposed to all the workshops that were, and all the information and knowledge that is available through when, I think it's so fundamental that we offer that. And I menstruated really early in primary school and, you know, and then I, and it made me want to just go hey look I want I can totally talk about it and I'm Bangladeshi and 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 there's nothing wrong with it it's part of our you know who we are and we have to be able to uh, make girls feel confident about it and you know and and boys and girls and everyone it's it's just like pregnancy birth life everything it's about you know sex education it's all part of life so why is it that even nowadays we we still hide away from it and you know the whole language of um uh, uh, the environmental campaign has kind of like highlighted how you know the the language has to be different you know and all those things so that on on really basic levels um, fundamental levels it's kind of a, you know completely kind of giving me that uh, encouraged me to go yeah you know what like I want to speak to schools I wanted to, I want to do like a pro you know like a workshop with at my daughter's school I want to just you know so that the, they've actually just launched the environmental campaign and it's and they're doing a crowdfunding um, soon. Um, so, you know, and that's something I'm still interested in, 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 in being involved in. So that's kind of where I would still like to volunteer with WEN and continue the work. And also, I think it's really opened up so many other issues. For example, like how do we tackle climate issue in really poor areas? Like how do you bring about those kind of discussions? Environmental issues is not something that is so readily available to people who are in poor boroughs or areas because it's not something that they can worry about. They don't have the privilege to talk about climate change. They don't have the luxury to say, yeah, I, I'm going to worry about plastic when they haven't got food on their table. You know, there's there's this real barrier here because you can't ask people who have, you know, who are not on on good incomes or who can't support their families, who can't eat well, who can't, who have to worry about families who are back home or who support, you know, who have to support refugees, asylum seekers, all these things. It's a bigger issue. Climate change doesn't come on its own. I find it really, um, really comical how people can ask and then and then people were judgmental about how you know oh you know you don't care about the environment you it's such a, a throwaway remark to make um, to people who 
who are so desolate and who can't who can't who don't have the the training the knowledge the education i mean look at us i mean we you know supposedly we we went to university we educated to some degree or you know but at the same time we, we you know we, what do we how much do we really know about recycling what can we do about it you know um so we don't we, we don't have a system to compost for example and that's just you know that's ridiculous you know if they if people want a, 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 an environmental environmentally friendly you know neighborhood to live in and they've got to they've got to be able to offer that to people yeah you know yeah. not everybody are environmental edu- educators or environmentalists by nature it's something that you acquire isn't it so um so yeah i think there's so many underlying issues here and i can sorry go on for no that's about great it. well that kind of perfectly brings us into sort of the next section talking about um things that this internship is one of the things this internship is trying to address is the lack of representation and diversity in the entire environmental movement and particularly in the west a lot of the protests you'll see are white people protesting but they're the people that are often most affected by climate change are people of color people in um, developing countries and they're the ones who haven't really made any impact on the climate but they're the ones taking the hit which is a huge problem it's the same old story um i don't think it much has changed to be honest it's white men at the top isn't it it's kind of the same you know the same um same yeah same story we um we haven't really moved on it feels like which is bizarre like you know how is it that you know even like you know uh, like i said i'm i'm really proud that i've been able to work with when um and and i've I've discovered um the women's environmental network and it's through my work at Spitalfield City Farm that I became acquainted but at the same time you know we still have so many issues to to ask and we you know to tackle we still have so many questions to ask because we need to you know uh, we need to be able to highlight the fact that yes there why are there not enough people of color in Mm. in in environmental sectors why is it that we um, uh, we still haven't been able to tackle that so I think on the topic of di- diversity in the environment sector, it used to be like that for teachers and scientists. So, but, you know, gender stereotypes take place age four apparently now, or maybe three changes. So if you ask someone, what does a scientist look like? Kids often think it's somebody in a white suit with big hair. Yeah. yeah. So it's the same with Some environmental sectors. You, you, it is always yeah. male it's, people. It's really difficult. We need to yeah. see more changes. And I think the fact that you are in post, I am in post, is a great thing. We need to see more BME people come in the environment sector so yeah. that they are mentors and they're somebody to look up to. And I think charities need to look at their diversity and recruitment policy and find out mm. why are these people not coming through. Maybe maybe environmental sciences isn't getting taken up as much as medicine in universities. So what are we doing wrong? How can we advertise um, these jobs? So careers advisor is gone now in secondary schools. Um, so part of our role and part of your role at Spitalfield Sam and whatever young people we are talking to, it's always about promoting these green careers and future careers that don't exist yet. The jobs of the future, mm. we don't know what they are now. Yeah. So it's about having these skills, that's, whether it's that's learning That's hard for fruit. a career advice person to say, isn't it? It's hard for them to say, well, actually, the job you'll be doing doesn't exist, so I can't even advise you on how mm. to get there. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> just, totally. Let me rephrase take. this. So it might be learning to grow your own food. And with that, you get soil scientists, you get engineers, you get food waste scientists marine biologists and I think there's a whole world out there especially when I was growing up we didn't know about all these science topics and my goodness when you look back now you might be a student who just likes to make things with your hands and not interested in theory but 
go swimming, go look at the river, go look at flood prevention. There's so many avenues to take. uh, You're totally right, Sharon. I think it does really come back to the fact so clearly that um, it's it's almost like I said it before, that it's a privilege to think about the environment for us, you know, like to to have um, such uh, our responsibilities towards... It's a cultural thing. Our responsibilities are completely different. I'm not saying... Um, it's good or better or worse, nothing like that. I'm just saying that it's about understanding each other's culture. And if we do kind of, you know, live each other's lives, you know, similarly then, or, or try and, you know, like live by each other and say, oh, yeah, this is how we, you do it. And we understand this is this is your culture. This is the way it works, you know. Um, and that's why you can probably say, actually, we can afford ourselves. We have to afford ourselves that luxury, you know, to say, yeah, we've got time to think about the environment. We've got time to think about food growing, and um, you know, uh, and and also be make that something is should be all right for us, you know. Like we we shouldn't have to be on the outskirts, and and um, you know, and that hierarchy of like. Uh, you know, white people at the top or white men running the show, you know, that just come on, like, what's going on? <laughs> you know, Absolutely. like, what? where is the come, why, why, come, on. come on, like, why is this not, uh, you know, the, the confidence for people, where, why are we not feeling confident enough to be part of that? What's going wrong? Why, why are we not is it because we're not allowed? Is that the barrier? Is it because we're not, you know, we, the entrance is harder because we don't want to be part of the white, you know, community who are just doing, you know, tackling environmental issues. We want to be, do, you know, we want to be in charge. We want to also help make uh, decisions about it. And we're not just going to tag along. You know, we're not going to just say, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll just go along because we, uh, you know, we're going to adhere to your to your ways. You know, the, like you said as well, is it, you know, this environmental impacts have... Detrimental in countries of you know, like far away from here, you know, and decisions about those countries are made here, you know. So, we have to be able to give people the power back and say, you know, like, how do you want to tackle it? How do you want to do this? Um, yeah, and y- you guys having a seat at the table is like a, a, a step towards absolutely. that, absolutely. To, to you know, in any workplace, to get an effective team, you have to have a diverse set of skill sets. And absolutely. that also means diversity in, in face, culture, experience and, and skill set and everything. Um, it's, you know, it's slowly changing, but we need to do more. The WEN internship in particular um, was looking for BME candidates from Tower Hamlets. So it's first in its kind. That's a step forward, actually. That's a huge leap. We're doing this for the Women We Salute podcast, but who were the women that you look up to and who inspired you to make this change in the world? Oh, so I have a woman and a man. It has to, I have to be I'm honest. I'm afraid men aren't allowed to. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're inclusive. Um, for me, it was somebody called Ingrid Chen, who's a community gardener and a school teacher in, in Bethnal Green, who set up lots of community gardens in Bethnal Green. And it was the first time I got involved, met lots of people, learnt some lots of skills. It made me decide to go and do a horticulture course and learn new things. And the whole idea of community cohesion and doing street parties, community cook-ups... Um, she gave me lots of confidence to go out and do some forest school training and get a job teaching children and adults about nature and folklore and plants. Um, so I salute Ingrid Chen. If you're listening, she 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 works on the, around in the Columbia area and at Phytology. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Ingrid. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Ingrid. Uh, for me, gosh, um, obviously my mum, you know, she was the one who, <laughs> you know, got me... Uh, she, she used to just have so many different 
plants all over from all over the world like on her windowsill and you know she'd and she'd tell us stories about it and um yeah it was sometimes it's like walking into a jungle in our living room but it was amazing like you know she just she just grow things everywhere and she did she was green fingered and obviously she uh she inspires me every day and actually when I first started my 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 first day at Spitalfields um I remember holding the hose watering the watering the plants I was just literally in tears just thinking about my mum and um she's watching me um and she, and I thought she's proud and I've made it I've just made it I'm in the garden she's 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 you know so she's definitely my uh, number one inspiration so I salute you mum thanks so much guys on that note when have just launched their environmental campaign um, and they are looking for school. So if you know, if you're a secondary school teacher listening in, um, get in touch and we'd love to come and book and deliver in some workshop sessions. They'll be really interactive with some theory and hands-on learning opportunities. So get in touch. Yeah, and you can contact um, WEN through the website, which is www.wen.org.uk. If you want to also know a bit more about the leadership program, um, we've Shari and I have both written blogs on the WEN website um, and do get in touch. Um, they recruit um, at least quarterly. four uh, every quarterly, so they've got funding from uh, Rosa UK, funding for women and girls. Um, that's how we were funded, and it's a 10-week leadership program internship. It's actually only open to people, uh, girls in Tower Hamlets, which is fantastic, <laughs> which awesome. means you will get um, Bangladeshi ladies and all the other ladies, yeah. <laughs> people of colour, coming in. Thank God. Um, yay, so yes. yay. <laughs> a relief. Um, represent, change, yeah, represent, please. Yeah. So thanks for joining us. Please subscribe to this podcast to hear from more inspiring women we salute. So thanks to Shahida and Shaira. Thank you. Thanks very thanks much, Izzy. And do you guys have any last messages you'd like to give to our listeners? Come along to the next WEN event. They're super fun and interactive. If you are interested in having a workshop in your school or community or organisation, whether that's gardening or textile related, uh, we'd be happy to come and lead one for you. Check out the Ecoactive website. We do lots of biodiversity and gardening related workshops. Um, We can come out to you. And for me, people of colour, please come and own these places. You've got to come and own them. In order to represent, we've just got to come and claim. So claim your place and be there. Thank you. If you'd like to hear more from Shara and Shahida, they've both written blogs on the WEN website, which which can also be accessed at wen.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.